conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. It's six minutes before four o'clock in conversation next with Dr. Gensani Nguashu, Executive Manager of the Implementation of the National Strategic Plan for HIV, TB and STIs. As we observe World AIDS Day, we speak to Dr. Nguashu about the importance and relevance of this day, also examining successes and challenges of South Africa's battle against HIV AIDS. In the last 40 years, HIV virus um, has infected over 84 million people and left over 38 million dead Worldwide, Dr. Nkwashu, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Is this a battle that we're winning at all? Um, uh, good afternoon uh, to all the listeners uh, and thank you very much for having uh, me on, uh, on the show. I would say that yes, it is the battle where we are winning, although there are still some uh, lo- sort of lot of work that needs to be done for us to be able to say we are winning. And what sort of indicators are you looking at to to give you that result? Uh, We are looking at the number of people that are being tested on a daily basis to see if maybe whether we are really reaching the 95% that uh, we have uh, ascribed to in terms of the targets agreed for UNH because we said that we want to reach 95% of the people uh, in in our population and 95% of those that have tested HIV positive we want to put them on treatment, and again, 95% of those who are on treatment, they need to be virally suppressed. So if we can monitor those three indicators, and we see that indeed we are getting those 95, 95, 95, it's then that will say that South Africa is moving in the right directions, and we are winning. And I will now say that we are not yet there. What's our average? Uh, currently, when you look at the first 95, we have reached it, but the second 95, we have not yet reached it, although we have set a target that we will reach it in 2023. We are sitting at uh, 85, and also with the last one, we are sitting at plus or minus uh, 85%. Dr. Nkwashi, do you find that at all because of um, how long we've lived with the virus and also some of the stigma that has been removed as well, that some people have become complacent? Yes, I would say yes, especially when it comes to, to the issue of stigma. Uh, South Africa, even though you know we have been living with the virus for a very long period of time, however, we still find ourselves in a situation where there are still a lot of people who are stigmatized because you've got HIV or you've got TB or you've got STIs. Hence, you'll find that, yes, the external stigma is going down. However, the internal stigma that is coming from the person who have tested HIV positive for them to come out and say that you let me go and access treatment and looking that the treatment currently that we're offering is free of charge the day that you are found to be HIV positive if you make a decision you get access to treatment however we still have a almost a plus or minus 25 percent of people who are still reluctant to start with the treatment on that day or if they start on treatment, they don't come back for the follow-up of the treatment. So we lose people within the first three months of being on treatment or six months uh, of starting the treatment. I was looking at the statement from um, UNAIDS, and they're saying that inequalities are blocking the end of the AIDS pandemic. Is that something that we are seeing in the country as well, and also considering the availability of this life-saving medication? Yes, definitely. If you look at the HIV uh, pandemic. We look at it in terms of the inequality lens. 
And why are we saying inequality less? We are saying inequality because we, there is no equality when it comes to accessing of these services. And also, there is still a huge gap that we see, especially, you know, between those we have and those who don't have. Hence, it creates a barrier. There are still a lot of issues or a lot of factors that are related to our socioeconomic status and also in terms of those who are, you know, still living in poor conditions and also accessing these services. If you are not in a well or maybe you are displaced economically, Hence, it puts you in a position where you are at a high risk of uh, getting HIV, especially if you look, look amongst uh, our, the young ones. Although now we are saying that we are both focusing on the young ones irrespective of gender. We are looking at both uh, male, males and also looking at both females, uh, in, uh, those uh, the teenagers. But because of the social economic status, as I've mentioned, and the issues of poverty, the issues of getting pregnant you know, at a young age, it places them that, you know, that inequality, it really affects them very hard. Do, do we still have the volunteers, though, um, the ones who used to make the, the home calls, considering also how, for instance, in the rural areas, how far clinics are? Yes, we, we still have them, but not at the level that we used to have them, in the, you know, when the epidemic started in the 1980s. Because we've integrated a lot of issues. Because when we want them to visit a household, we don't necessarily want them... Uh, to be talking only about HIV. We have incorporated all the other health issues that comes in. And the volumes that we used to have, they have really been greatly reduced. So that is also one of the, you know, of the negatives that we have seen. And it's one of the things that we said with the current or with the new national strategic plan that will start in 2023, that we want really to invigorate or enhance uh, in that area. Thank you so much for your time. That is uh, Dr. Nkwashu, who is the Executive Manager of the Implementation of the National Strategic Plan for HIV, TB and STIs. It's four o'clock.